This episode brought to you by the following patrons. Joey, Wolfslore, Christian, Wes, Dreskel, Kaylee, Aaron, Danielle, Domasaurus, the number Jeff, Amy, Tia, Matthew, William, Dave, Jonathan, Mailman, Sean, Scott, Kate, Isaac, Karoon, Eddie, and Nick B. And all the patrons want you to know you're loved, you're listened to, and you're a valuable member of this awesome Horror Virgin community. And if you want to hang out with us, do so in the Facebook group and Discord servers where we hang out and chat daily. Paige, I just need to apologize because while I was in high school, I had no idea that once a month women were turning into werewolves. I mean, I still do. Some of us <laughs> never like that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys know that this movie was the Dog Catcher's movie of choice in 2001? I figured it would have been the Roadkill Shoveler's movie of 2001. I didn't realize Dog Catchers had their own award shows. I assume they're called the Barkies. <laughs> the Barkies. <laughs> Thank you for tuning into Horror Virgin and Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your Horror Virgin Todd, which means I don't like scary movies, but you guys make me watch them. And this week, the listeners made us watch Ginger Snaps. Now, have you guys seen this movie before? This is my first time. Yeah, me too. I have seen it once, I think, back in the day. Back but in the day. I did not remember it. It was like a fresh watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a fresh watch for all of us, pretty much. You may have seen it, but Paige and I had never seen it. What were your first impressions? I love Jennifer's body. It's so much fun. <laughs> Jennifer's body is a, I think it's a little bit different, but it's a good version of this, too. Yeah. yeah. Essentially, my my thinking is, I, I didn't hate it. I, I had a lot of fun with this. I think I would have liked it a lot more if I had seen it when I was younger. Like, if yeah. I had seen this as a teenager, yeah. I would have been fucking all over this shit. That's yeah. such a good way to put that. Because as an adult, I was like, you all are idiots and you deserve to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, yeah, there are some struggles that I had as an adult. But also, as an adult, I've seen Jennifer's body. And I feel like Jennifer's body does this, this better concept and this plot quicker, funnier, and in a, a more kind of coherent through line, I think this movie kind of gets mired in some subplots along the way. And fun fact, uh, don't watch this free with commercials. If you can... McCready's <laughs> agreeing with me. He also yeah. hates the hotel room has been yelling at the reflective fridge for three days. Um, <laughs> if you watch this free with ads, it is over two hours. And so like... A hundred percent it was last night. Yeah, and so I was like sitting here and I was like, is this movie paced terrible? What's yes. happening? Like, it's only an hour and a half, and I feel like I've been watching it forever. And then I realized it was because with the free ads, it was over two hours. I think you're right. I think as a teenager, I would enjoy this. As an adult who's been through things, it's hard not to look at these two girls and be like, wow, you're very self-centered and communicating would solve a lot of these problems. Yeah. Like going to a doctor or talking to your parents or talking to anyone you trust, really. Yeah. And like, I don't like the way they talk about suicide as Thank a professional. You. That really bothered me. Well, that's also and very of the time, too, because this came out like early 2000, like early in the year 2000. Yes. Yeah. 
early 2000s still a little too late for the goth scene and i feel like it really struggles with that well and here it's not necessarily goth as much as it's air quotes teenage apathy but i really don't like the kind of fetishization of suicide in this movie yes and i feel like they could have done it without that because i feel like the whole point is that they're quote obsessed with death and taking these fun like i like the photography stuff i do too and i i don't even mind the whole like yeah death but they were serious about about like their eight-year-old blood oath of yes. killing themselves dead at 16 or in the scene or whatever it was yeah 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 like at, at the very beginning when they were talking about like killing themselves or whatever and how cool it would be yeah, yeah. and i was like i know no. i was like oh this is super cringe for me but come on b death's so cool we would love it and i was like i don't like this but then it reveals yeah. like it was just like a photo shoot they were doing for school question mark and i was like oh okay then i'm more yeah. comfortable with all that stuff that happened at the beginning and then it's like but no all the stuff at the beginning is actually i was oh, like yeah, oh yeah. well fuck Okay, I guess they are just like taking this really problematic look at it. Yeah, the photo project was different than the the oath. Yes, exactly. But I thought at the beginning it was like a part of the the photo shoot. I was like, okay, then I'm okay with that. Also, if you're two girls who think you're so cool that you have to move into the basement to have a gothier bedroom, like... I kind of liked their basement bedroom. <laughs> As someone who lived in the basement, I liked it. But I did have questions about how that happened. <laughs> I felt like they did it just to like, I don't know. I'm just like, I get it. Being a teenager is hard. I mean, I get it. But like talking to people does help with a lot of these problems. <laughs> yes, 100%. There were, there were multiple points in this movie where I was like, where adults are concerned and they're like, we have to like do something so that people aren't concerned and don't send us to talk to somebody. And I'm like, but really, you should both talk to somebody. <laughs> Hey, you remember that teacher you killed? You probably should have just talked to him earlier on. (laughs) Or had him refer you to a therapist. This movie, they are so much in trouble that the only person that one of them even talks to is the drug dealer who is not even going to that high school. And he is still very helpful because that's how messed up of a situation they are in. Because he's like... I'm a gardener slash drug dealer slash guy who dates high schoolers, but I know that you're so messed up that I'm here to help. Yeah, I've got hard writer strong energy, uh, <laughs> but I am here <laughs> to help hydroponically grow the herbs that you need. Yeah, I wanted it so badly just to be the pot that like solved it because that's what he grew in the back. I think you're thinking of Leprechaun in the Hood. Oh yeah, well I haven't seen any of the Leprechauns, <laughs> but we should watch those movies because I bet they're Mikey movies. They're amazing. We also forgot to do the scary scale on Children of the Corn. What? One. One. It's too late. <laughs> Todd gives it a one absolutely that was a one so it also really bothered me that this guy who's like post high school is hosting a high school party at the end of the movie like yeah. someone I'm glad he dies because he's clearly a predator he yeah. is but he also looks their age and I think that's what makes for me I was like did he just drop out of high school but he is the same age as them like Paige you look young but this if is true. you hosted a high school party <laughs> I would call the authorities it would be wildly inappropriate <laughs> yeah but if it was Paige she'd be hosting like a Pyrex party yeah, I'd, be, I'd be just like hey y'all try all these different kinds of biscuits oh I got a dough sheeter for Christmas it's fucking on I have a dough sheeter and a deep fryer now and Ooh. none of y'all can touch my drip it's gonna be amazing <laughs> I don't even know what mm. a dough eater is but i want to eat all the dough i'm a dough eater oh is it dough <laughs> were you saying the word dough just now yeah dough sheeter dough sheeter oh dough sheeter i thought you were saying dosh eater <laughs> no <Mm-mm. laughs> 
Well, I'm a fucking moron. I'm so sorry. Yeah, don't be such a douche bag. <laughs> it, it allows you to roll out a lot of dough at equal thickness faster. It makes perfect sense because dough is a thing. I feel I feel bad because people <laughs> love this movie. People who love this movie, I'm willing to bet, watched it when they were teenagers or at a young age. Yeah, probably. And it's super nostalgic for them. I don't hate this movie. I can just recognize that it's not awesome. The acting's honestly pretty good in it for how low budget it is. Oh, I watched it with Kevin. <laughs> he hated it. I'm sure oh. he did because it's female-centric and he has no time for that. But... <laughs> I mean, yeah, because here's the thing. I didn't not love it last night. I definitely recognized, A, if I had not watched it with the free ads, I would have liked it a lot more. And if I was a teenager, but it made me want to watch Jennifer's body. Yeah, yeah. Like by the end of the movie, I was like, I almost want to stay up another hour and a half and watch Jennifer's body, but I can't. I need to go to sleep. Yeah, because we're recording super early tomorrow. <laughs> but this movie needed 800% less dog death. Yes. And 1,000% more Adam Brody. Oh, That's what this movie yeah. needs. And that would make it Jennifer's body, basically. But of the era, Adam Brody, not like Adam Brody yes. at the uh greenhouse hitting on children i did youtube (laughs) that video of him just being like hey sacrifices to satan are the only way indie bands can get noticed these days (laughs) i do love that part of the movie it's very funny (laughs) what's your name tiffany jennifer (laughs) but i didn't hate this movie I, i feel like it is not for me it is for young mm. teenage girls. Mm-hmm. So I can recognize it probably hits a spot for them that's very, very different than it would have ever hit for me. And it's doesn't mean it's not a good movie. It's just not for me. And that's fine. Yeah, I think it's much more for me. Yeah. Just not for me as an adult. Right. Well, I don't think teenagers should really connect with this either, though. I bet a lot of teenagers of the time did. Yeah, there are parts of this because I would have been close to their ages at the time. The fetishization of suicide would have never connected with me personally. Um, that's the part that I would have like. Eh. And there's some period stuff that we'll talk about as we get into it. But I th- no, so I am not a woman, but I had some questions. Yeah, I, I can answer some questions. Uh, I think a lot of it is story based specifically. Uh, the more I watched the movie, the more I was like. Oh, okay. They know it's weird. The, the, but sure, the the feeling of being an outcast or being lonely, yeah. and then having somebody that was like your friend suddenly seem like they're ahead of you in life, and that you're kind of being left behind. I feel like there's a lot that I would have identified with in this movie yeah. as a teenager, uh, and as an adult, I view it a little bit differently. But I still had fun. I don't know. I feel like some of their problems are their own making because they're self-centered. Yeah. Well, all teenagers are, dude. I don't I know, know if you've met teenagers. That, I hate them. <laughs> no one likes them. <laughs> I feel like a lot of your complaints, and they're my complaints too, I share them, are that I just don't really think teenagers are the best people to handle a problem. And like you're just yes. watching teenagers handle a problem, and that's frustrating because they don't have like life experience or you know knowledge on how to solve this type of thing. Here, so, here's the thing. Yeah. If your mom says... Don't sneak out tonight. There's a monster that's killing dogs outside, and I don't want you to get hurt. Oh, you absolutely sneak out. You want to see the monster. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, listen to your mother, who's very nice to you, but you treat like a bitch. Yeah. But also, it's revealed at the end of the movie that the mom is just as crazy. A hundred percent. Like she's sleepaway camp ant levels of nuts. I, I, I did love at the end where, where she's like, we're just going to get your sister and we're going to run away. And she's like, what about and we're dad? We're going to murder your father in the process. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. like, what about dad? And she more or less goes, 
fuck dead. We're out of here. Like she doesn't say that, but like that's the Girl's vibe. Life. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, mom is nuts. I'm into Damn. it. They obviously had some problems in their marriage. I mean, like there's a lot to unpack there. I didn't like that the adults would just disappear. I mean, Mikey, we never see the dad again. I yeah. think the mom has already killed him and buried him in the shed by the time they go to that greenhouse. Yeah, like she's like, hey, there's already a shallow grave here. Yeah, well, <laughs> like, I figured out that there's sequels to this movie that explain all of these questions. Mikey, really? there's a sequel and a prequel. They made three yeah. of these motherfuckers. Yeah. What? yeah, And it's the same actors. Yeah, which when we talk about box office, you'll be like, what? They made sequels? <laughs> I can explain why. I have a fun fact that will actually nice. explain why this got sequels. Good. This came packed in with the Fallout Boy CD is what happened. <laughs> It's a few years too early for that. Yeah. But uh, what I will say is every person, like all the main characters in this movie fucking worked yeah. after this movie. Yeah, they did. They have all become working actors that we have all seen in a number of other things. Yeah. Mostly Law and Order and CSI episodes. But like enough <laughs> of them to be like, I know that person. This is also like a truly Canadian movie, which you can tell anytime one of the main characters says sorry. <laughs> yeah. But like truly Canadian movies rarely break into the cultural zeitgeist like this movie has and it was yes. low budget canadian in the early 2000s like this movie mm-hmm. has legs even if it didn't do great in box office but we'll talk about that when we get to box office yeah and and like i said i do have a fun fact that fully explains why it caught on the way it did i just assume mob money laundering but we can get into it when we get there uh but do you guys want to get into the episode sure yeah let's talk about the movie so we open on a backyard in a cloudy town where a mom is raking leaves and a kid is playing in the sandbox and as he's playing he brings his hands up and his hands are bloody. Yeah. And the mom comes over to the sandbox and we see part of like a dog's foot and realize that their family dog is dead and like brutally dead. Yeah. Baxter's been ripped apart. I felt so bad for Baxter and the family. He didn't suffer. He probably did suffer, Mikey. He was ripped limb from limb and then buried in a sandbox. Yeah, I really would love if there's one thing I could change about this movie. It's the amount of dogs that die. Yeah. And or get kicked in the face. All the dogs die. All the dogs in this town die, basically. Yeah. 800% less dog death, 1,000% more Adam Brody. Let's do it. 1,000% times zero is still zero. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's just science. But I wasn't good at math. That was my <laughs> high school journey. That's why I was taking death photos. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> Damn, I can't solve for X. Quickly, hand me the ketchup. Ah. I just wish it showed their MySpaces. That's all I wish it showed. Oh my God. And this was the era of MySpace too. So like, I'm sure it was crazy. But this is where we first kind of meet Bridget because she's getting an extension cord and a chainsaw and stuff out of the garage. And for a hot second, I was like, did she kill Baxter? I thought so too. (laughs) I was like, oh man, if she killed Baxter, I am not here for this. No. (laughs) And then when, you know, when she comes downstairs and kind of starts talking about it, you realize she didn't, it's, it's a thing that's been killing everyone's pets in the area. Um, But then this is the really kind of rough conversation about suicide. And I feel like the reason it bugs me so much is that you could accomplish a lot of the same things in the movie. Like it's almost like the movie needs it to justify the their gore stuff that they take pictures of so that it can play into the plot a little bit later on. Yeah. But you could have easily just made them super into horror movies. And that's why they have gore. It's like they're they want to become, you know, movie makeup artists like any number of things without fetishing fetishizing suicide where you could have still kind of had this 
And so this conversation is mega cringe. No, I've had a lot of I had a lot of conversations back then in school and as a professional where there was like, you know, some people use suicide as like a coping skill or suicidal thoughts. Like it's a coping skill that like makes me feel better. Like anytime I could just leave or whatever. And I was like, oof, that's not great. Although I've been there. Well, that's what I would call an unhealthy coping skill. Yeah. And back before I was a professional, I was like, okay, that's just. It's really stupid. But then as a professional, I'm just like, that's a very unhealthy way to look at things. And you need to like kind of change your perspective. And like, also, that's if you're serious. A lot of people will just say that because they think it's cool and stuff. And that's infuriating. The latter is what I have more of a problem with. Yeah. As, as someone who is very, very sensitive to that, uh, I really hate when people say it flippantly or say it and are not serious and are not looking for help or looking for a solution or looking for or reaching out or anything, they're using it as almost like a joke or to seem mm. cool. I hate that. Or edgy. Yeah, edgy. Yeah. And these girls were trying hard to be edgy. Yeah. Yes. But I mean, honestly, teenagers do that sort of shit because they haven't, they don't like know themselves yet, right? Right. So like they really swing hard at things that like later in life, they'd probably be like, oh man, that was so dumb. Like the whole Blunder uh-huh. Year subreddit is like that. Like I have photos of me with long ass hair. I look terrible. <laughs> Let me tell you a story about Mikey, please do. Junior year math class. We're in a trailer outside. Nice. Okay. Where everyone goes to school in Alabama. No, no, I was in it. I was in Georgia. Oh, okay. okay. You were in Georgia. Sorry. Okay. But it's one of those overflow classrooms, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in high school, I was like kind of all over the place. I wasn't like, I wasn't in a clique. I was kind of, I was like, I, you know, I was kind of preppy. I was in sports, but also like I kind of talked to everybody. But also, like, I was a huge smart ass and I hated everything. I, that's hard for me to uh, envision, Mikey. I can't see this. You've changed so much. <laughs> so I'm sitting in the middle, <laughs> like the dead center of the trailer to my left is like jocks. Yeah, like popular kids. That's right. like, to my right is like closer to me is like the smart dorky, like quote unquote mm-hmm. dorky kids, and t- further to the right is like gothy, like the goth kids. All right, and so like we're having like a discussion one day, and I was like, I'm gonna stir some shit up, and like because like two, like one of the goth kids and one of like the popular kids were like blah 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 blah, and then I go, and my teacher is looking right at me, and I go what i don't think they dress stupid jim or whatever and like, the goth kid was like oh <laughs> and the god the god kid was like stood up and like threw his and my teacher's like michael just said that he just i was like i don't think so i don't think those popular kids are stupid i've been here the whole time what are you talking about oh and my, my teacher's god. like what are you doing and i was like people are dumb <laughs> <laughs> mikey you're a sociopath yep I'm better at it now. I mean, like, not better <laughs> at it, but I mean, like, <laughs> no, you said you're better at it. I don't think they should commit you. What? <laughs> well, people just, I think the world has a big problem in general from high school on. People take themselves very, very much too way serious. too seriously. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you see and that like, in podcasts, too. I mean, to be fair, it's a dying medium. <laughs> It was a dying, like, who cares? <laughs> Podcasting is such a weird thing about people will grab onto one thing and like just like really go with it. And it really kind of freaks me out sometimes. <laughs> anyway, it was really fun to make them all fight. And because like they, it was like, you know, like people just aren't, they're just so serious all the time. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Like you're dressed like an idiot. You're dressed like an idiot. We're all idiots here. Just like fucking sit down. Yeah. And I only did it because they were like bickering and I was like tired of it. And I'm a sociopath. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, we cut into their slideshow, which basically is the credits of the movie. Yes. And it's them kind of recreating these kind of realistic looking death scenes 
which I, I think the movie really t- tries to tie that hobby to their fetishization of suicide. But in reality, it could have also just been super into horror movies and movie makeup and they're recreating kills. And that would have been our photography. Like the, the pictures were cool. They were really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree, yeah. Mikey. I think the special effects in this movie were cool. I would have liked it if they like loved the movie, The Thing or whatever. So they were just like staging crazy deaths or, you know, like practical effects. Yes. They were super into practical effects, that kind of thing. That would have been way, be- yeah, yeah, way yeah. better for me. But also, like, I do think the movie's trying to be like teenage edgy. So which is my least favorite kind. (laughs) (laughs) We cut to the classroom where they've been showing it as a slideshow and their teacher, who we will find out as the guidance counselor, is very, very troubled. But like the whole (laughs) class claps. Like everyone in the actual class is like, oh, hell yeah. I love these crazy photos. And the teacher's like pearl clutching. Like, I am so scandalized by these photos. I was like, get Mm -hmm. over it. <laughs> the guy, I think Jason is is his name. Uh, that's kind of after Ginger most of the movie. He asks if they can see some of the Ginger ones again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the teacher just like, uh, no, but I'll see you in my yeah. office later. Oh, I did like that the title is Ginger Snaps, and it's about Ginger yes. snapping, which I did not put together until my second watch. Like, <laughs> oh, that's wow, thing. that's a good that's a good pun. Okay, because it's also a cookie. It is, and I was googling some things to try and find out box office information and i was like i don't want to know what it costs to make a ginger snap why are we doing this i mean it can't be a lot it's a cookie yeah i will probably be making some when i get Ooh. home i had bought spices to do them before i left we made gingerbread houses last night and i think they turned out great personally but i would never eat one of mm-hmm. those like that to me is disgusting i like pepper cacors like like actual gingerbread that's supposed to be eaten, not the cement kind that goes into houses. I've never seen someone eat a gingerbread house and be happy about that decision. I have absolutely eaten a gingerbread house, happy or not, and I will finish that gingerbread house. (laughs) It is my dominion over those houses. It's a power move. I need that house to know that I'm the boss. Exactly. Oh, you don't have a roof now? Whose fault was that? I'm going to poop out that roof later. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I'm going to poop out your roof. That's an ultimate power play. (laughs) Anyway... We cut out to PE, the least favorite class of all goth teens, and I was not a PE <laughs> fan myself, so I empathized with this a lot. I never had to take PE because I was in the marching band. Oh, my oh, God. Fun. Yeah. I took weightlifting. I Well, see, if I had had the option to just do weightlifting, I absolutely would have done that, but I was also on multiple varsity sports teams throughout high school and still had to, to take PE. And oh, that's like, terrible. fucking hated it. My coaches were like, take the weightlifting class because I teach it, and we'll just just practice like the sport and then also do the little weightlifting. Yeah. Would have loved. But it was part part of it was because I wanted to get into I mean, I didn't have an option not to take it, but you only had to take it for your first two years or whatever. Yeah. I just hated it. Which are like your most two awkward high school years too, right? Like Well, no, I was already developed by that point in time, which is something oh, we'll talk enough. about when we get to the girl period section. Boys develop later than girls do. So like yes. yeah, when they're 30. <laughs> That's true. We're still trying to develop our uh, you know, it, it's an ongoing process (laughs) yeah i was a 15 year old with d cups and a a sharp wheeze when i would run so i was not super into it well yeah if you got d cups that's kind of hard to run with (laughs) dude it fucking hurts your back man it's called asthma i'm just gonna say that it's called asthma page you still have it well yeah i i technically do sounds like more boobsma but also also (laughs) them titties make your back hurt yeah i did luck out my second year of pe where i had it first thing in the morning which was 
like we didn't have showers which sucked but at least you would just get there in the morning when it was kind of cold and nobody really wanted to have pe so we were just kind of like what do you guys want to do kick a soccer ball around enough so that we can get a b great (laughs) (laughs) not me i was like i want to sit on the bleachers and cat call the women working out right now like in this movie (laughs) well i mean they are teenage guys like it's it's gross that they feel oh i like it when you run run faster no i can't my back hurts i would get suspended in high school for doing that by the way i did think it was funny that like they were in class and they just had three dudes sitting on the bleachers heckling them while they were in class like are are those kids not supposed to be in class like where are those kids supposed to be yeah what class are they in they're in heckling Slash catcalling 101. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize. I mean, some schools do offer that as an elective. It's more of an independent study. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> of women. In, independent study. I'm trying. I want to grow up to be a female body inspector. Um, our, our PE classes were co-ed. Yeah, ours were too. So, like, guys were in our PE classes. Yeah. And I wonder if they were in class or not. I, I had a hard time understanding the situation. <laughs> I have shin splints. <laughs> Here's a note from my mom. Also, their cat calling was terrible. Yeah. Mikey, they're teenagers. They don't know how to cat call yet. <laughs> they're like, I like it when you run. And I was like, what the fuck does that even mean? Probably because <laughs> the bouncing. I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah, I think that that was the implication because they do talk about her, her boobs a lot in this scene. They do. But they yelled at all of them about running. They yelled at the whole team about like, yeah, girls running. And I'm like, yeah, they do. But they isolate <laughs> Ginger. Like they're specifically talking about Ginger. Yeah. And how the one guy wants to have sex with her because she's got a nice rack, which again, we'll talk about when we get to the period section. (laughs) But so Ginger and Bridget don't really like P.E. Same girls. I mean, if you like P.E., you're probably not a great person now. Like, Or you're just an athlete and you like running and that you enjoy being active in that way. I sure I liked it when we were playing an actual game. What do you mean? PE class was awesome when they brought out that uh, parachute, you know, and he like sits <laughs> in the parachute. I liked the PE class when it would rain and we watch, we would watch Princess Bride, uh, which, by the way, as someone who grew up in Northern California, where it rained for four months straight one year, <laughs> we watched a lot of Princess Bride. <laughs> That's amazing. So in those cases, I really liked PE. I was down for that. You're like, hey, PE teacher, it's raining outside. And he's like, as you wish. (laughs) He like reaches up and gets the DVD. (laughs) You see him wheeling out the big tube TV on the rack that they put it on. Like, yeah. My, My freshman year, I had the like athletic director was my PE teacher. And it was a huge PE class, and most of the people in it were a grade older than me. So I was just trying to disappear in that class. Yeah. And he was kind of cool about it, where he's like, I get that you hate this. And I was like, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Cleveland. Thank you. Uh, and then my next PE class, it was like eight people, but it was our, our female PE teacher. And she was just like, look, I know you don't want to run your back hurts. Look at them titties. And I was just like, I know, right? <laughs> Cut me a break. <laughs> Gotta get some of them she fit bras page they did not exist at the time i I would have to i would have to double or triple up sports bras they lock those titties down not yours specifically i mean like in general but mine specifically when i wear one so (laughs) oh do you have some i do and they are actually pretty fucking sweet natalie loves them sorry this is not sponsored by she fit but if she fit wants to throw us some money please do no but if you want to keep them titties from going crazy strap them into a she fit straight jacket (laughs) because that's basically what it is it's a straight jacket <laughs> for your gonna, tits. 
Yeah, this is going to keep your tits from harming themselves and others around you. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I've never seen Mikey this red before. <laughs> so this is where we meet Trina Sinclair. Now, this is kind of a complicated scene. I feel like they don't do it great. But I think they kind of establish that the sisters have an inside joke between them of like, fantasizing about killing their classmates and it's kind of a joke of them like describing a crazy way to do it yeah and what happens is the scene is in the scene is somebody overhears them doing it about trina and then tells trina right well i mean she's only three feet away when they're talking about murdering her so i and she's not in on the joke so i was unable to build empathy for our main characters when trina finds out that they want to murder her and then she gets angry because i live by a rule it's called talk shit get hit (laughs) even if you're a kid (laughs) kid, that's not an effective way to talk out your problems but here's what i will say is that these girls need to know that with those types of games you have to have a two mile rule where you don't play that game until the person that you are playing it about is two miles away because then they can't hear you or hit you it was infuriating (laughs) to watch these girls say such horrible things about trina then when trina pushes them they're like how dare she (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's i am a victim here (laughs) they don't recognize that there could be physical consequences for making people mad which is not great trina shouldn't be using violence but also trina is an unpredictable force in their world and they have to take that into account yeah you don't know people don't threaten to kill people people are not great But then also, like, if you talk a lot of shit about someone and then there's consequences about it, you're not the victim. Like, you talked a bunch of shit. Like, yes, there's proportional response. But I mean, like, you're not exactly innocent. And, like, you know, that's why there's degrees to the law. You're at least an instigator of the event, right? Yeah. And and it's it's kind of a bummer because I think their game is kind of funny, uh, especially because at one point they refer to her as basic pleasure model and essentially referring to Blade Runner. Yeah. But like none of that is is communicated when Trina is told about what happens and they are doing it way too close. She can absolutely hear and her friends can hear it. Well, even that's kind of a sick burn. Like if you told me I was the basic pleasure model as like an <laughs> insult. I'd be like me. Oh my God. Thank you. No. Uh, yeah. No. It, it. None of it is a compliment none of it's meant to be a compliment it is their game that i've absolutely played games like this you cannot do it within earshot yeah this is like a game i would play with my older siblings like joking about mutual friends but like i wouldn't do it around our mutual friends unless they were also in on the joke and a few of them were and it wasn't about like killing them yeah well and, and again the two mile rule You cannot play this game within two miles of the people that you were talking about. It's like if you're out with your spouse or significant other somewhere or Mikey, just like a friend. Absolutely. (laughs) And like something like very strange happens, but like you're still at that venue or whatever. You have the eye contact. Yeah, yeah. You you look at each other and you're like, we're going to talk about this shit immediately when we pull out of this driveway, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. but you got to wait. You can't be like, oh, honey, did you see the stupid shit Mikey just did? You can't do that. Yeah, Yeah. my... My parents taught us the two mile rule for plays where we would go yes. see a play yeah. and and something and, and it was like a fucking terrible play or something and you have to wait two miles and once you get two miles away you can be like whoo why did that one guy have an Irish accent and nobody else did like this, <laughs> oh. he was clearly from the south what what is this it's just I think it was a moment that they wanted to build empathy on the characters of like Brittany and Ginger or whatever yeah Bridget mm-hmm. and Ginger but yeah yeah I'm not good with names. 
But I, I, I failed. <laughs> I, I just disliked them. I was just like, oh, I hate teenagers. Yeah. Well, and I think the one thing that this scene kind of does do, because Bridget's mad about it and she's really kind of making it Trina's problem when it's not. But then later when they run into Trina, much later in the movie, and her sister basically does what she suggested doing to Trina, at that point, Bridget is kind of like, this is not what I wanted at all. Like, right. th- I, this was not my intention. I never wanted this for Trina. Like, And so it kind of plays off the dichotomy between how she felt so strongly in the beginning and then at the end is like, oh, no, 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 no. This is not how I really feel. And even when they try to enact their quote unquote plan to get back at Trina, it's low level prank. They're going to take a photo with her dog like that. It's the disproportionate response goes from Trina shoving them a bit to her killing Trina later. And so I think that's why it's there. I don't necessarily know that it's there for empathy as much as it's there to show the change that Ginger goes through. Yeah, that makes sense. Anyway, so they kind of get shoved around on the field until they get shoved into a dead dog carcass, at which point I'm like, how would you not notice? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, so are they, so me and Kevin were like drinking wine. I was like, so they're just been playing around this dead mutilated dog. The yeah. Whole time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they have just stepping over it. You know, <laughs> like you do in Canada like... or whatever. Canada, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Canada, <sighs> period. What period? The fuck question mark? Is that yeah. how high school runs for y'all? Uh, what's that all about? <laughs> it's not even like a small small dog carcass like it's big and it's not just dead it's like dismembered dismemberment yes yes like whatever was inside that dog cracked its way out yeah like aliens have left cows in better condition than this dog (laughs) like a thing it looked like a thing had been a part of that it looks like a thing dog basically and they're like y'all we told y'all to watch out for the mutilated corpse on the field (laughs) yeah I mean, like, how often does this happen that they're just like, oh, fuck, another mutilated dog, guys. Hang on. We got to move the mutilated dog, I guess. No, play around it. (laughs) Play it as it lies. (laughs) I guess if you live in a town with a huge werewolf infestation, then yeah, it probably does. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. Why even get a dog if they're just going to be food for werewolves? This scene says it's four dogs this week. Yeah. That's a shitload of dogs. That's a shitload of dogs. it was Monday. (laughs) so many dogs so if it was if it was at max four dogs a week that's 208 dogs a year that are dying in this town that is too many dogs through the eyes of of a puppy (laughs) we will rip it apart because we are shitty werewolves you know we just needed a center field marker for our field hockey court. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of using like goalposts, they just use dog carcasses. Uh, Yeah. Because you know, like it's like natural or whatever. Yeah. uh, I'm an environmentalist and I prefer goalposts that will decompose themselves. Yeah. Better than plastic. Okay. (laughs) No, I'll take plastic. Yeah. Any day over a dead dog. Yeah. Over the piles of dead dogs in this movie. At least 280 year guys. Yeah. That's this town. What is going on, Canada? I don't know. But this is where we kind of get their plan. They kind of lay out their plan of like, we're going to kidnap the dog and make it look like the beast ate it. Yeah. Because we have all the fake blood and guts from the slideshow, and that's what we'll do. And as they're doing that, they're kind of walking out through the parking lot, and they see Trina talking to 
uh, who we will find out is Sam, the drug dealer. Yes. And he kind of looks at them as they're walking away. This is kind of the uh, like a meet cute, if you will. Um, <laughs> anyway, so they go home and we get another kind of weird, like, I'd rather die than be here without you. Like, don't die without me. It's like... Oh. If anybody in your life says that, it's like, like you need to reevaluate what's going on with that. Um, hey, I'm just, everyone dies. It can be very emotional. However, your life has worth even when other people leave. Unless you are holding a firefighter by his hand over a fire, and then you say, if you go, we go, like, that's okay. Is this like backdraft? Are you referencing backdraft right now? 100%. Yes. I've never seen backdraft. That was 100% a guess. Holy shit. I mean, how many movies about fires are there? So, like, First it's got to be that. You need to watch backdraft immediately because that movie is a fucking banger. Backdraft <laughs> is a banger. Is it a rom com? Hang on. Kurt Russell, dude. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell's in that. Papa Russ? Yeah. Papa oh. Russ. Oh, hell yeah. I will watch that. Donald Sutherland. Oh, a young Donald Sutherland. And by young, I mean 60, because yeah, that yeah, dude's younger, probably yeah. 95 years old, and I love him. I will say, I think this kind of a conversation is appropriate if you're floating on a door that could definitely hold two people, <laughs> but instead you're dangling a person into ice-cold waters, and he's like, I'll never let you go, and you're like, thanks for the necklace. Like, yeah, then fine. Okay, okay. So basically, what it comes down to is like, if you're in a situation where like someone is dying or close to death or fire or water... And could die with that. Yeah, if they're getting fucked up by an element, it's appropriate to say that. Say that, let them die, and then go on with your life. <laughs> but if you just are watching Netflix and you turn to your partner and then you say, if you die, I will die with you out of nowhere, red flag. Hang on, let me go send this to Natalie real quick and see how she responds. Yeah, just send that text, see what happens. If, like, if I die, I want you to die too, though. Like, Also say that, which is, it's the same thing, but tweaked in like a creepier way. She didn't care for it. <laughs> Anytime I bring up anything about me dying, Jake is always like, I don't like talking about you dying. Can we not do this? <laughs> yeah, I hate. Uh, more, yeah, mortality what? is a very big issue for me in therapy. Like, I do not like talking about it. Every time I'm like, but you'd get so much life insurance money. And he's like, I don't want the money. Like, I don't But want if you died, I would not want. The, I mean, it's like, I'm not going to send it back. Absolutely. If you died. No, I mean, it, right. I totally. mean, you need that money in a lot of situations because, you know, the we live in a post-capitalistic hellscape. Anyway, watch Backdraft. Also, don't tell your sink another that you want to kill yourself if they die because it's oddly pressuring. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, if something tragic were to happen, I need to use that time afterward to take a serious run at Henry Cavill. So like... <laughs> Yeah, and you'd have the life insurance money. Like you could go on like. Let, a nice... Let's be clear. I I have the life insurance money already. It's my life insurance that would yeah. pay out. It sounds to me right now like if your husband died, I would be a lot more crushed than you would be. I know. <laughs> I would absolutely yeah. be crushed. Crushed by Henry Cavill's massive chest. <laughs> that's how crushed. That's how you'd be crushed, Paige. <laughs> Jake, do you see how she treats you? Do you see, Jake? Do you see, Jake? Anytime you want to chat, you you're just call our me. Superman, yeah. Jake. Jake, you're my. <laughs> Jake, you're my Witcher. <laughs> obviously these are jokes jake she loves you absolutely but not like i love you because <laughs> i only love you as a bit but honestly yeah. you seem great i can't wait to meet you 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 love this as a joke i made it legal yeah absolutely if i could marry this joke i would if i could marry jake i would not you wouldn't right, marry right, jake right. if he was single how dare he's awesome I did. 
What, you think you're better than me? I'm not going to be yeah. pressured into marrying a gender that I'm not attracted to. How about that? But I'll say this. If he had life insurance, it'd be more of an option for me. Yeah. I feel like you're lying by saying you're not attracted. <laughs> I can admit Jake is an attractive man without being attracted to him. I am comfortable enough in my masculinity to know that Jake is a hot slice of man meat. No one on this Zoom call and no one at home or in their cars believes that you wouldn't go there. Yeah. And listen, they shouldn't. <laughs> All right. Next, I can't talk about this anymore. Well, we got to move on. We got to move on. I have yeah, a hard yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just <laughs> want to talk about backdraft, and you guys took it away from me, <laughs> Mikey. I will watch backdraft with you. Invite me over. We'll watch it at your place, and then we'll just you know snuggle on the couch. My mom got me a projector with a screen to put on my the back of my house, so I could like watch movies outside. Fuck, let's good? watch a movie about fire against your house. Yes. Paige, come on. Let's do it. It's insured, too, just like that page. Oh, your house has life insurance? Yeah. Nice. In fact, it's probably worth more. <laughs> Actually, you're probably right. Yeah. That's the way it's supposed to work, Mikey. That's the way insurance yeah. works. Yeah. yeah. So we cut to dinner where Ginger is kind of uncomfortable. She's kind of rubbing her back. And her mom is like, oh, my God, is this cramps? Are you finally having your period? Yeah. And she's like, gross, mom. Gross, mom. She's like, periods? What are those? And I was like, she seems old not to know what periods are. She is. That's sort of a plot point. I mean, because... She does say they're like three years late in getting them or something like that. Which is not a thing. I mean, it is, but it's not. And like for a hot second watching this, I was like, did a man write this? But no, it was a woman. And it's clearly a story point. Um, yeah. But there's a range of time in which people who have periods will get periods. But even before you get them, you know they exist. Only if someone tells you. And, and that's kind of the thing that was a little more worrying to me was that they did not seem to understand them, That's and yet they were 15 and 16. Yeah, yeah. And that is a huge troubling red flag. because Is red flag the right word to use when we talk about periods? Yes, it's <laughs> the best flag to use when we talk about periods. Um, but also like a reddish-brown flag. Yeah, apparently, and that and that signifies it's the end of the flag. Oh, God. I, how gross do you want to get? Like, how, how do we want to get... I mean, the movie goes into a lot of detail. The movie does go into okay, it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Then let's do it. I'm not afraid of periods. Me either. Good. I have had sex with women. <laughs> Good for you. You said that like someone who definitely has, Mikey. Has not. Oh, sorry. Yeah. You sound like someone who's been crushed by Henry Cavill's chest. <laughs> I just wanted to bench press me one time. Is that like too much to ask? <laughs> Honestly, for him, it probably wouldn't be. That dude is so yoked. I know. There's not that many dudes that could bench press me, and I kind of want to feel small. Yeah. I, no, I, 100%. Mikey just wants to be thrown around, ladies. Hey, what up? So, periods. So Hollywood really likes to portray periods as like it starts. There's a shining elevator level of red ass blood. Right. That literally mm -hmm. drips onto the floor into a puddle after you've been standing there for 20 seconds. Yeah. Oh, God. There's so, here's the thing. People have heavy, heavier or sure. less heavy flows. That that That's a thing. Her. It's extreme. And I think it's because we needed to be able to see it on camera. Yeah. It's it a lot. But also at that point in the movie, you can sort of explain it away by, well, she's turning into a werewolf. Maybe it has to do with that, too. Like, it yeah, may not kind only of be I the landed. period thing. Yeah. So, like, that yeah. didn't bother me at all. No, I landed on it being part of the werewolf transformation. Yeah. But like your first or at least in my experience, your first period is not 
like it's not the typical one your first one's your body like kind of figuring shit out uh and and it's not immediately regular either like it takes your body a bit to be like oh we're doing this now yeah and so like your first one's kind of a one-off and then i had like a couple months and then another whatever um now i will say 15 to 16 is on the later side where like I got mine at 11 and most of my friends had theirs within the next two years. That's pretty common. But y'all talked about it, right? Absolutely. Yes. And by the time they are 15 or 16, even if they haven't had sex ed, they their parents haven't said anything, which implies that their parents have not said anything. Right. In those cases, they would have at least encountered other girls or, or people who have periods around them uh, that would have experienced this. And the only way to explain that away is to say that they have no other friends but each other, which they kind of explain as like one of them skipped a grade and that's why they're in the same classes and it's yes. kind of strange. Yeah. But the idea that they would not know. Now, here's the other thing. And the, the Internet exists at this point. It, it does. absolutely yeah. does. I do know people who have had periods that late and it's not that strange. I would say at their age, if they were seeing doctors regularly, like once a year, I would not have been surprised to find out that a doctor would have started monitoring some levels if you're 16 and have not maybe started menstruating yet, that they would start looking at like, okay, what, what are your hormone levels like? Is this a bigger problem that we may need to address later if you continue to not have your period? But here's the other thing. Having a period is not an island puberty wise. There are many other changes that go along with it and before it. And the rest of her body <laughs> has gone through puberty, like very clearly, like she's rocking teacups, basically, and has not had her period. And I get everyone's body is different. So you can't for sure say but I would say that in my experience with people I have known, someone at that level of development would have had their period five years ago. Like this is someone who would have had a period for a long time. Yeah. And because typically if if your body is not menstruating, that usually is a, an issue with your pituitary gland and some other hormonal stuff, which would have prevented a lot of the other or over exercise or anorexia or exercise or an eating disorder. Yeah, there are a lot of reasons mm -hmm. you might not start or lose your period but it would also impact a lot of the other pieces of development if that makes sense yeah it does. so there would be typically other physical signs i think this movie would have worked better if they wrote the characters like they knew what was happening they and they kind of do i mean she kind of knows but then they don't realize that some of the werewolfy stuff is not typical but then part of that is played for that joke with the school nurse where they're describing things and just not right. being as detailed and she's just like you yeah, know it's normal but it, it definitely implies that their mom didn't tell them shit which is weird and and you know what? A disservice, I would say. Tell your oh, kids. Oh yeah, absolutely. Tell your boys also. You know, tell tell anyone. Yeah, when I was in high school and we were supposed to talk about reproductive health, they just wheeled in the movie Ginger Snaps and we watched it. And I was like, oh shit, <laughs> is this what happens? You guys lose a gallon of blood per period? No, we do not. And now, granted, some people have much heavier flows than others. I'm not in that situation necessarily, but I know people who 
have much heavier flows than me but even then a puddle on the floor is a lot right <laughs> that's, that's, when she lifts up the mom finds her underwear in the laundry and she lifts it up and it's literally like half that pair of underwear is crusted and dried blood i'm like no that's a stab wound yeah <laughs> <laughs> so much blood yeah. and i would say because she's freaking out she's like they're three years late which would put it at like 12 which is when most of the people i know got one um but not exclusively i would say a 15 year old who hasn't menstruated is not as worrisome as a 16 or 17 year old but you know whatever the dad in this scene is very much like "Ooh, stop talking about it i don't want to hear about it which is 100 percent why the mom doesn't talk to the daughters about it because her husband's an idiot (laughs) i well and and the mom later she's like i was wondering if my hands-off style of parenting was working and i was like it's not it's 100 percent not way not working your daughter's a murderer um well runs in the family because there's no way that mom did not kill that dad at the end you should know if your daughters sneak out at night to get attacked by a monster well they were at counseling and the daughters are old enough that they would have left them home alone so like i'll give them a pass on that one anyway because that happens in this scene as they're leaving dinner she basically is like hey your dad and i have counseling please don't go outside there's that wild animal running around and the dad's like, they never go out. And she's like, oh, you're a big help. Thank you. But they totally <laughs> immediately go out. Yeah, they immediately make a plan to go out. Yeah. And their plan is to steal Trina's dog, take photos with it, and then put the dog back, which is also a weird prank. Like, I feel like Trina would just be like, you guys are fucking strange. And then like be on her <laughs> way. Anyway, as they are trying to do it, the playground toys, like the swings and the, the springy horses are moving because whatever has been killing that mountain of dogs is now hunting them and it jumps out of nowhere mauls ginger drags her into the woods bridget is running around yelling for her bridget or uh, ginger makes it back but gets dragged again and they basically fight off a werewolf into the street where the drug van hits the werewolf yeah and does the werewolf die yes yes it does it gets run over yeah but this whole scene was like pretty tense like i was a little freaked out by a lot of the jumping of it like because it like the werewolf takes her out of nowhere that's super like oh my god and then she pops up a few times out of nowhere and like it's a yeah. it's a pretty tense little scene well and there are no there's no cgi in this movie everything right. is practical and i think it's practical used really really well yeah i do too yeah now the van guy did he see ginger bloodied no he okay. did he does not but he does see the dead werewolf and we will find out later that that werewolf had a full-on circumcised dick <laughs> Wait, Hell yeah. Really? Yes, he mentions it. Oh, okay. It just reminded me of Into the Woods. That's why. Into the Woods? Yes. So traditional Broadway costumes for Into the Woods, the werewolf has like a full cod piece with like a giant fake wolf dick on it. Oh, I didn't realize that. That's amazing. This is why I love Sondheim. Hello, little girl. <laughs> What's your rush? Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. So... If any of y'all were mauled by a bear slash werewolf type thing and were very bloody, I would call an ambulance. Thank you, Mikey. Yes, as she should have. Yeah, and and her talking her out of calling an ambulance by saying she doesn't want Pam, who's their mom. They refer to their mom as Pam, which is pretty fun. Uh, But she doesn't want Pam to find out. And she's, quote unquote, already healing. No, 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 no. It's hospital time. Yeah, I would not know if someone's already healing 
when they're just still cut open and bleeding. Covered in blood. Um, but what we do find out is, because she doesn't take Ginger to the hospital, she puts her back to bed, basically. And she digs out a Polaroid that was stuck in her camera, and we find out that it is a full picture of a werewolf, basically. It's like the face. Yeah. Well, because when she was fighting the werewolf, she was fighting it with the Polaroid camera. Like, she was yeah. hitting it, and like you see the flashes going off of it, taking mm-hmm. pictures, and I was like, there's no way that camera would not break immediately on impact with that werewolf it might be top three worst weapons used against a werewolf definitely you've got anything made of origami you've got sticks and then you've got polaroid cameras right yeah absolutely uh we cut to class the next day when they're learning about parasitic cells spoiler foreshadowing cell shadowing cell shadowing (laughs) and ginger is falling asleep in class which like same girl well because she's going through the change page that can make you very tired i usually have insomnia the first night and then i am tired the next couple nights so yeah i think you know you think i meant the period stuff i meant the werewolf oh yeah the werewolf stuff yeah she was up all night being mauled by a werewolf but i mean this whole thing is one big allegory for puberty so like yeah it's all the same in this movie mm-hmm. and so we cut to they go to the drugstore and the tampon aisle and i do this is some of the stuff in this movie that i love because the tampon aisle is shot so that it seems huge and imposing yeah and well and it makes them look sort of small against the tall aisle yeah yeah, and then she just picks a box off the shelf and just says, this one comes with a free calendar. And I laughed my ass off. <laughs> and I was like, they do come with calendars. <laughs> this is so stupid. <laughs> I do think it's funny that we see that calendar later. Like, that's the calendar. She we, uses it. Yeah, that's the calendar they show the passage of time on. To show the passage of time. time. Uh, yeah. You're gonna need a calendar. They used to come with <laughs> calendars all the time. They don't as much anymore because there's apps now. Oh, yeah, apps on your phone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they do like Tinder. <laughs> I don't think Tinder tells you if your date's ovulating, Mikey, although that would be a feature you'd like. Uh, if you have Tinder gold. <laughs> you know what? I never paid for Tinder, so yeah, that's fair. Okay. I think that's Tinder Ruby. <laughs> Tinder Ruby is what it would be called. Absolutely. Uh, but no, I do have an app that every once in a while will, <laughs> will text me and be like, your breasts may feel tender today. Here's what you can do to help. And then just a link to be like, drink more water. <laughs> oh, oh, I actually, uh, I send that text to women. Uh, <laughs> and then it says, here's what you can do to help. I just send a selfie. Massage them. Sometimes it doesn't help. Sometimes dudes get too rough on the boobies, too close to the period times. and Not me. I'm like a whisper of wind across a sand-filled desert. Hey, sometimes we don't want a whisper of wind, but you just need to communicate with us about our level of breast tenderness that day. I need you to communicate with that with me. I can't. I'm not in your breast. I don't know how tender it is. <laughs> Paige, in case you were wondering, Mikey is not one of your breasts. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying, if I'm like, ah, then don't do that again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, I, feel I can like, read ah, social cues. Communicating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like that's an appropriate communication tool. Like, I'm, I would respond to that. Yeah. That's how I got good at this. Bad sounds mean don't do that. Good sounds means continue. <laughs> but yes. what if it was like, ah. I was like, is that a good sound? (laughs) (laughs) It's a confused sound. Let me check the app. I'm very uncomfortable with how much Mikey leaned into the mic to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Anyway, so they they buy the tampons. Oh, no, Mikey, stop blowing on the mic. I'm pretending it's your nipple. (laughs) 
My nipple, Mikey? Yes. Oh. Pretend it's Jake. Oh. Hey, Jake, how are you doing? <laughs> I don't have a weird continuous joke about sexualizing you. Shit, is that me? Am I the one that does that? Fuck. Yeah. Okay, my bad. I'll stop. Yeah. I won't stop. Anyway, so they leave the store and on their way out, they run into Jason, who basically is like, you know what takes the edge off cramps? Weed, which is not one of my go-tos for cramps, but I know for other people it helps. I wouldn't know. My go-to is pizza and cupcakes. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so she ends up in the back of Sam's van smoking weed. Sam doesn't know they're there. He's clearly like running errands at the drugstore and they've broken into his van. And I do like that his van is for, we'll find out that it's the county greenhouse. Yeah. Uh, but it's the county re-greening program. <laughs> Which I thought was very funny because the kids are using it to smoke pot in the backup. And he grows and sells pot. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so meanwhile, they're smoking in the back. She runs into Sam in the front because his van is jacked up from when he hit that werewolf. And she's like, yeah, I know it was a werewolf. And he's just like, what you know about werewolves? And she's just like, nothing. And then they <laughs> he busts up in the back of the van all the teenagers kind of converge at once. She drops her file of werewolf stuff and yeah. they run away. Well, they don't run away before they get attacked by a dog. That's true because uh, it's Trina's dog goes fucking nuts. Yeah, because uh, in this school, you can bring your Rottweiler therapy attack dog to school every day. <laughs> <laughs> it just reminds me of, do, do either of you watch Big Mouth? Yes. Where it's Jason Manzoukas' character, Jay's dog featuring Ludacris. Yeah. The dog's name is featuring Ludacris. And he'll just be like, alone, alone. I'm so alone. It's a great show, man. It's my favorite recurring joke on that show. Yeah. But what isn't great is Ginger kicks that dog in the face. And I felt very bad for that dog. Yeah. I was like, well, and it's clearly barking at her because it's like, you're a werewolf. You're the thing that's killing all of us. You're a lycanthrope. And I don't have the language skills to tell people. And she still had control of the dog on the leash. Yeah, she did. Yes. They could have just left. But instead, Ginger kicked a dog because Ginger's (laughs) kind of a bitch. Ginger kind of sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And Trina is treated like the villain. But like they immediately threaten to kill her and then kick her dog. Yeah. And then kill her. Yeah. I I would say that Trina might be kind of not nice to them at school, but she does not deserve anything she gets. No, she gets murdered. No, no, she does not deserve it. If you kick my dog or threaten to kill me, I will always be not nice to you. Probably. Yeah, of course. I like how there was a probably in there. Well, I mean. I'm flexible. <laughs> yeah, on this cycle day, you may be more flexible, or you might kick a dog. <laughs> Click this link to find out more. Uh, <laughs> so uh, they get home, and this is where we find out that Ginger is growing hair out of the werewolf scratch cuts. Yes. It's pretty gross. I mean, hey, people grow hair a bunch of different places, but this definitely is werewolf hair coming out of gashes. Oh, yeah. So this is also where she's like, you were bitten on a full moon. You're turning into a fucking werewolf. And she's like, I'm fucking not. But there's like a puddle of blood on the floor. And they decide to go see the school nurse. And the school nurse is like, wait, how old are you? <laughs> like, <laughs> You should know about this. And they're asking her questions. But again, they're not giving her enough information where they're like, she's growing hair in weird places. And the nurse is like, uh, yeah, yeah, that's 
puberty that that, that happens there's a book on puberty yeah 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 here's our bodies ourselves go with christ uh and so <laughs> she hands them condoms before she leaves now my favorite thing about this is the woman who plays their school nurse is in one of my favorite movies tommy boy as an airline gate agent She's just like, I could have you in Santa Fe by 4 p.m. He's like, I'm Earth, I'm Earth. Have we met? And she's like, No, I don't think so. Uh, but in this movie, she's just like, So you're going to bleed approximately every 28 days, and it might be mucus like. And she gives the whole rundown. Well, she goes into detail. Well, she's a school nurse. I mean, I get she's it. School nurse, that's her job. I learned some things. We all did, Mikey. I did not. Uh, I was oh, very familiar. My bad. Uh, but, you know, I've been doing it for like over 20 years at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I just didn't know like the color changes and stuff. I mean, I knew it, but I didn't oh, know yeah. like, I didn't know, I didn't have like the, you know, I never Googled which ones are which. So I felt, I felt I was like, oh, cool. And, well, and it, it depends on the person. Um, I would say usually it like starts out white and then bright red where you're just like, oh no, I've been stabbed. Uh, and then <laughs> yes, reddish brown and more mucus like as things finish out. That's been my period experience. Other people might have different ones, but I would say that's pretty common. Well, I think you should have said that has been my experience. Period. Period. <laughs> <laughs> anyway they get back to the house and norman their next door neighbor's dog is barking at her like crazy yeah like through the wall in their unfinished basement yeah and they basically kind of fight in this scene where she's like you always wanted to be me and you're mad because i'm growing up and you're not and she's like no this is just not like you because it's like can you like oh, wow i love it Paige. that was great <laughs> anyway this is where we see the calendar she's using the calendar and she's circling that first day and kind yeah. of counting off from that first day and then we see her taking like notes on werewolves and we kind of see some of the things that ginger's leaving around the house where there's like a razor full of hair there's shaving cream yeah. and there are shots of her like shaving her legs with like the dullest razor ever it's like get a new razor like that's why you're yeah. all bloody like you're just using the worst tool to do this job it actually, this is one of those girly girl things that you guys might not have noticed or known. Mm -hmm. uh, it starts with like a Bic razor and which is like the one you would buy at the drugstore and yeah. that's clogged with hair. So it's clearly not working. And then the one that we see her shaving with later is actually a straight blade razor, yeah. like a, a classic vintage men's razor, right. which is significantly harder to handle on the curves of your leg. And that's why she's got so many cuts because it's really difficult to do. You can if you get a lot of practice at it, but like it can be bloody. Uh, and But that's going to be better for getting coarse hair out. So that's why she's all bloody and everything. Fair enough. Um, we cut to them at school. And they're like not even really speaking anymore at this point. But Ginger goes out onto the field with Jason and like tackles him and makes out with him on the field. Wait, throws him down. Yeah. Yeah. And we cut to Bridget kind of walking home alone or at least walking around campus alone. So the drug van pulls up and Sam is just like, hey, I've been looking for you. You're the one who said it was werewolves. I found your picture. And she's like, well, what if we're both imagining this and it's not werewolves? And he just says, well, then what would explain the human circumcised dick on the monster I hit? <laughs> okay, yeah. Now, the one thing this movie is missing for this is we have not heard of a person missing who is like turned into a werewolf or who has been acting erratically. That I think would have added an extra layer of like, oh, we know who it was. 
yeah. but then also the mystery is kind of fun too i don't know but anyway so she kind of runs away from him at this point she doesn't really want it to be real but she takes the picture back and we cut to the next day where she's circling and crossing out days on the calendar. And it's been like three weeks. And at this point, I'm like, periods don't last whole months or they shouldn't, I should say. But she pulls the sheet back because Ginger's in bed and looks at Ginger's body. And this is where we first see Ginger growing a tiny wagging tail. Yes. And I feel like some people out there, this awakened something in them and... The tail thing is real upsetting for me. I, I don't know yeah, why. I it was one of the problems. few. It looked too real, is what I'll say. Where I'm just like, that is what a tail would look like, and and she's like tucking it into the underwear and taping it around her leg and stuff. And I'm just like, oh no. Yeah, I did not love the tail. I was not a no. huge fan. No. <laughs> and I'm usually kind of an ass guy, and I was just like, you know, that looks like a penis. Coming out your ass. <laughs> you didn't want something to hold on to? <laughs> like a reverse unicorn? <laughs> yeah. I just imagine it would get in the way if you're trying to do it a certain position. I mean, well, that's where you hold it like reins. I guess that's Duh. true. I mean, okay, Paige, I'm sorry. I, I guess I'm just not as into the furry community as you are, so I don't know this type of stuff. There's no fur in this, though. This is not really furry. This is more like... This is not fur. This is like fleshy. Yeah, this is like aroused by the movie Spliced. <laughs> <laughs> Which we all were. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so stupid. Anyway, we cut to her talking with Sam and trying to essentially argue that she's been turned into a werewolf. Right. And they're going to try and look for a cure. Like, at some point, you just got to, like, go to your mom and be like, look, my sister is growing a tail. Like, th- she doesn't want to <laughs> talk to you, but, like, shit's fucked up in the basement. Like, yes. it's real yep. bad. Yeah. So she tries to pull Ginger off the field and Ginger's like, oh, are you going to say sorry to me? And she's like, no. And this is where Ginger leaves with Jason. And then Bridget is like, she's ovulating. I don't know why I thought it was so funny. I was like, oh, wow. That's like an overshare if I've ever heard one. Absolutely. It's the most overshare ever. And we cut to she's back home And her mom is like, well, it's an exciting, confusing time for her. Maybe if she felt like she could share with you, she would share more and you'd both be happier. Your turn is coming too. Yeah. Foreshadowing. But we cut to the car where she and Jason are like hooking up. And I do. This is something I really liked about this movie is because he keeps telling her to get on the bottom so he can be on top. And he says, who's the guy here? And she's just like, Oh, who's the guy here? Me, the fucking werewolf. <laughs> and it's kind of awesome. Yeah, they're like fighting over who's going to be on top, which is not something that is uh, ever a problem for me. Yeah, I <laughs> do not care. Same. I'm just happy to be on the field. Exactly. Yeah. Happy to yeah. play. I am very much a whatever. Let's just do this. Unless my knee hurts. And then I'll be like, will you get on top? Because I'm old. <laughs> Mikey, you're such a weenie. Oh, wow. That's a good joke. <laughs> I like how I could hear the quotes around joke. <laughs> like it was so tangible. Anyway, we cut to the bedroom later that night. Ginger comes home and she seems to be covered in blood and very upset, almost as if she has been attacked. And Bridget is like, what happened? If he hurt you, you should tell. And she bursts into the bathroom where Ginger is barfing up a ton of blood. Yeah. Which this gave me super Jennifer's body vibes. Yeah. 
like when she's on the kitchen floor barfing up all that black stuff and whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I did not care for it. It was real gross. So she tells her, like, I get this ache. I thought it was me being horny, but it's to tear everything to fucking pieces. Yeah. And we reveal that all the blood that's on her is actually Norman, the dog from next door. He kept barking. Yeah. And so she killed Norman. At first, I thought she killed the guy she had sex with, but... I thought so, too. And then she kind of complains of, like, he just thinks of me as a lay. Like, I'm. he doesn't actually think of me. Uh, I'm just kind of a freak and a mutant. And so... Bridget tries to pierce her belly button with a silver ring. Yeah, which is an, uh, an idea she got from the drug dealer guy. Yeah, right. uh, which don't pierce your belly buttons at home. Please be sanitary and go to a place that does piercings because that one is a painful one and it can go real bad if you do it wrong. So, you know, infections be real and shit. Yeah. So we cut to the next day. They're in the locker room and she's like taping her tail down against her legs um, to try and kind of hide it as she's going out for P.E. And we cut outside to Jason, who is beat up. Yeah. Like he is bloodied and he's like, oh, she rocked my world. (laughs) I love how he's like he is beat up like bloody, like you were saying. And he's walking in like expecting high fives he's like yeah we just had sex and they're like bro you look like you've been run over by a car yeah Yeah. he looks rough speaking of cars the drug van pulls up and sam tries to talk to bridget and she's like i'm in class like i can't talk to you right now you should be arrested for this type of behavior yeah you shouldn't be allowed on campus i'll come (laughs) see you later today yeah anyway so this is where she justifies to ginger she's like I told him I got bit. Don't worry about it. Like, he doesn't know about you. And she's like, he's just trying to get in your pants. Yeah. And Trina, at this point, I think Trina starts to actually be a bitch for no reason. Where just because Sam was there, she basically calls both her and Ginger sluts and is like, sluts run in the family. You're both gross. And then she and Ginger get into another fight. We cut to the bathroom where Jason is pissing blood. <laughs> yes. Oh, I bet he, he wishes he wore a condom so bad. Oh, yeah. Mikey. Yeah. If, <laughs> it concerns me how much you're laughing. I know. I'm laughing because I'm uncomfortable about how serious I am with that. <laughs> how scary that would be to wake yes. up the next yeah. day and start peeing blood for no reason. I mean, dude, this wear a condom. I've peed blood after boxing, but like that's because I got hit. Like in the kidneys? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, fortunately that's never happened to me, but like... It's still scary. Oh, yeah, I'm sure yeah. it is. He comes out of the bathroom, though, and he runs past or walks past Bridget or whatever, and he's like... He tells her his pen exploded. I know, and he says yeah. pen like four times, and every time he says pen, I just went, pen as pen. pen. Penis. Well, then I don't know if it was the sex <laughs> or like he got hit in the kidneys or he's like scraped because he feel like he's bleeding without the pee as well. So here's my headcanon. I think it was the sex because Same. I think that's what a lot of her blood is coming from where she has like four periods worth of blood. And I think you can kind of explain it with this is one of the ways that your body reacts to being infected. Yeah. Is that you pee blood. And because she was not accurately informed by her, you know, the adults in her life, she doesn't necessarily recognize the difference between peeing blood or leaking blood from your urethra versus having a period. Yeah. So she confronts Ginger and is like, you gave it 
to Jason. We have to go see Sam and we'll just continue the lie and say that I have it. So they show up to Sam's like grow house and they're like, hey, silver didn't work. And she brought Ginger and he's like, what the fuck is she doing here? Basically. Well, and then Ginger like barges in. She's like, fuck you. I'm coming in. And then he's like, come on in. I do like in this scene while they're sort of talking about what might work and what might help. Like she does accuse Sam of just wanting to fuck Bridget. And he's like, I don't look at you that way. Like he makes it very clear. He is not sexually attracted to a minor. And I was happy that they did that in the movie. Mm -hmm. Except Trina comes around is like, he only fucks minors. Uh, she says she only fucks virgins. But Trina's yeah. also in high school. I know. Yeah, I know. I know. But we also we also don't truly know how old Sam is and if he's a dropout or not. Yeah. But I would say it's still bad. I mean, he is a dropout that runs a government funded pot farm. So like, what the fuck, Canada? He's probably eighteen <laughs> at least. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Anyway, they discover that an option might be monk's hood because it's similar to wolf spain but you can actually take it yeah but it only grows in the spring so he's trying to plant it and grow it we cut back to the house and ginger is this is when she's shaving and super bloody because she's growing like a foot talon which yes. is real gross yeah out of her ankle yeah 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 the, what like the dogs have yeah it's got a name but i don't know it i call it the back fingernail yeah. <laughs> they're sharp yeah they are so at this point she kicks her mom out of the bathroom so her mom goes to pick up her dad so mom and dad are out of the house and bridget comes home and she gets confronted by Trina on the lawn saying that they took her dog. What we'll find out is I think either Jason or Ginger killed and ate her dog. Yes. Uh, We don't know for sure. But this is where she accuses Sam of only being into virgins. And what happens is Ginger kind of tackles Trina and has her by the neck and drags her into the house. Yeah. Where now she's in their kitchen they're kind of yelling and fighting. Trina throws up, which is real gross. It's so but gross. Good the, tactic. There's a lot of body horror in this movie that I did not care for. Like the piercing scene, the vomit scenes, because mm-hmm. there's vomit in multiple scenes. Like, ugh, I did not like that at all. Yep. But Trina grabs a knife and then slips on milk that they spilled when they dragged her into the kitchen. She falls. She knocks her head on the counter, giving her a mortal head wound. And she is fully dead oh i thought she was dead almost immediately yeah yeah oh yeah but like their parents are getting home right then as well like you hear the garage door opening and you see them pulling in yes okay so if you murder someone even if you're my brother i'm not gonna cover for you (laughs) no i'm calling the police or whatever especially when i'm innocent yeah yeah same i'm not gonna be like oh no an owl came in here and knocked (laughs) you down the steps or whatever well because it's just i know we're gonna get caught yeah especially in that situation where like her sister got to a physical altercation today or yesterday with that person and then they went missing well and they ditch trina in the freezer and kind of distract their mom and make it look like all the blood on the floor is from one of their like shoots even though it's real blood and they kind of do this whole ruse until they can get their mom to go to sleep at which point they have to chip her out of the freezer and then they try to bury her in the shed in the back yeah it's a lot of work her mom putting the meat away and bridget asking what do boys want to distract her i thought was funny but also (laughs) it was like a tense little scene too and the mom is like oh you want me to tell you (laughs) i did hate that it cuts to her explaining what boys want but it cuts to the end of the conversation Mm because i would have loved to hear that mom explain some bonkers shit about what boys want yeah so much it's one of my favorite parts is that she just says and that's what boys want wow 
Yeah. <laughs> we just never hear any of it. I was very disappointed by that. So they bury her in a shallow grave in the shed. Except for two of her fingies. Except for two of her fingers, which they drop on the lawn. Yeah. And at this point, Bridget's like, you need to stay home. We'll make Pam think you're at school. We'll make school think you're sick. And then we run away. Because, like, we need to not basically go away for murder. Um, so we need to kind of draw suspicion away. So we cut to school the next day. And she's trying to write a note from her mom. But Jason corners her in the supply closet. Yeah. He looks real bad, too. Like, he's He looks up. real bad. Yeah. And we find out he's growing a tail, too. And she basically gets saved by the janitor interrupting them. Which is, like, the second or third time in the movie that the janitor has intervened and saved her. Right. So we cut back to the house at dinner and Ginger immediately blows their cover. Like she didn't go to school. There's, you know, problems at school. The school is called to see if she's okay. So something is going on. As her mom's kind of confronting her about it, we find out that her mom has dried monk's hood from a craft store. Yeah. She got it from like Joanne's to make a reef or something. Yeah. Yeah. So she gives her kind of the bare bones story about Ginger and Trina, but not a lot of the details. And then she says, do you think I should check in with her? And then she says, I think Ginger thinks it's cool that we figure our stuff out for ourselves. And she's like, well, I wondered if that approach was working. Okay, great. Bye. I was just like, no, it's it's not not working. You're doing a terrible job as a mother. Terrible. We cut down into the basement where... Ginger's trying to cut her tail off and reveals that she had killed most of the pets in the neighborhood. Yeah, I hated that scene so much, too. It was like the body horror in this got to me. Yeah. And so she basically is like, it's okay. tomorrow I'll go get help. But if you cut your own tail off, you could eat it like a skewer if you cook it. It's true. I don't know how good werewolf tastes, though. We don't know until we try. I feel like it would taste a lot like human. Yeah, probably. Well, we don't know. We don't have tails. So it's like a double unknown. So she tells her that she's going to get help and basically they just have to make it to the next day. So she actually sleeps with a baseball bat. And we reveal that the next day is both Halloween and a full moon. So we cut to the next morning. She walks into the bathroom. We get a very upsetting close up of that tail in in her underwear, which is so gross. It's just too fleshy. It's too, it needed to be hairy. It's very fleshy. Yeah. And essentially she takes like a two by four and bars the bathroom door and is like, I have to go find the cure so that you can't hurt yourself or anyone. Wait for me. And she hides the knife in the bedroom. And instead of waiting for her, she basically tries to break out of that bathroom instantly. How, how do you think the family didn't notice about the teeth changing? I don't know because it's super obvious. I, I wanted to know how the family didn't hear her trying to break out of the bathroom downstairs. There's a lot of questions I have about. About the dismissiveness of this family. <laughs> yeah. But we cut to uh, Bridget going to the grow house, which is now a haunted house. With the monk's hood, basically revealing that her mom got it at a craft store, but we need to try it. And they decide that the best option is to inject it. So he has to basically treat it like heroin. So he basically dries up the leaves, dilutes them with alcohol, boils them, and then sucks it into the syringe. I like looked away for a second and they had this plan. Explain it to me again how they thought that this would work. He basically cross-referenced homeopathic remedies with fairy tales. So basically like (laughs) things that sound like a real homeopathic remedy. Because I was like, why are they like what happened with it? Like it does make sense, kind of. Um, But essentially, it's almost like, okay, we have a fairy tale with these symptoms 
and then a plant that has the same symptoms that was a homeopathic remedy at the time. And so he looked at stuff like that. And so he finds monk's hood, which is similar to a herb called wolfsbane. And so they decide to kind of try that. And that's how they get that. Okay. Anyway, so he preps the syringe and tells her, we don't know what this will do. This could also kill her so like you can't try this alone and he tells her you may kill her trying to save her and reveals that he's known it's for ginger the entire time yeah i do love that they find a another test subject though they're like when she runs into jason and she's like oh i have a great idea i'll just test out this wildly experimental drug on jason yeah it's not even a drug it's like we're gonna melt this plant down and then just (laughs) yeah no they they absolutely just crush it put it in alcohol and then put it in a syringe and that's it they heat it up like it's heroin on a spoon and then they inject it into jason and it seems like it works because he was like harassing that kid because I, I get like it's Halloween or whatever, but like he is harassing that child. She stabs him in the neck and then he gets up and he's like, oh, I got to go to class or whatever. I'm yeah. not a werewolf anymore. I got to go. And meanwhile, Ginger's <laughs> broken out of the bathroom and has headed to school where she's talking everyone into going to the party that night and flashes some guys in the hallway. So yeah. she gets pulled into the guidance counselor's office, who's the teacher at the beginning that was very troubled by them. And we cut to Bridget goes into the office, finds her and finds that she has brutally murdered the guidance counselor. Yeah. And so at this point, she's like, we need to clean this up. We need to basically get this fixed. I need to get more of the cure for you. The cure works. And Ginger's like, why? So I can go to jail for all these murders? Like, no. (laughs) But like, that's where you belong, though. Like, you murdered a bunch of people. And dogs. Yes. So we cut home to her house where her parents are doing yard work and they find the fingers. And her mom is like, these are just their fake fingers from all their weird projects. But if she puts them in the fridge, she's like, or maybe not. Yeah, I think they're not. Maybe they're not. Mom, maybe wake the fuck up. Anyway, (laughs) we cut back to school where the school is over. Everyone's gone home. And Bridget kind of creeps out to steal the janitor cart to try and clean up that office. Yeah. But as the janitor is looking for his cart, before she can get back to the office with it, Ginger pulls him in and kills him. And like Bridget's really upset because the janitor has saved her like three different times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The janitor was a great dude. Yeah. Yeah. But she beats the shit out of that janitor. And then like as he's laying there, quote unquote, turning into a vampire, she Mm -hmm. like then just like offs him. A werewolf. Oh, sorry. A werewolf. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason that she claims that she's doing that is because, quote, I don't like the way he looked at you. Right. Which is, yeah, she just is now coming up with excuses to kill people. And this is where Bridget kind of understands that, like, oh, she likes killing people and then threatens to kill Bridget and offers to turn Bridget. Yeah. And Bridget says no, uh, but she kind of beats her up a little bit and then leaves her on the ground and says, I'll tell Sam you said hi. So we know that she's now going to the party. So we cut back to their house to the shed where her mom is digging up the dead body. Uh, I don't know how or why she immediately connected the dots, but she did. Yeah. And so she knows that they have killed Trina. So as Bridget's running towards the party on foot, a van pulls up next to her and it's her mom. And she's like, where's your sister? get in the van they drive to the party yeah now 
at the party, Ginger shows up fully wolfed out. Oh, yeah. Like, she completely. looks like a vampire from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She does. Yes. She confronts Sam and is like, oh, Bridget couldn't make it. And she says, do you want to buy or something? And she says, yeah, or something. And opens her coat to reveal that she's got like eight nipples. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like a lady wolf. Yeah. It's really upsetting. And you got to be gentle with each of them because yeah. they're all eight or tender yeah because <laughs> they're so new they're new you don't, want her, you, you don't want her to howl in the bad way but in the good way okay wait hold up we gotta take a time out <laughs> so she's like i want to hook up with you sam and sam's like tempted but she obviously looks like a werewolf vampire monster and i would be like no thanks i well i'm also gonna say he says no the whole time he does yeah. say no the whole time but I'm not even going to say, I, he didn't even bring up the fact that she looks like a monster and totally different than four days yeah, ago. Yeah, he's like, no, your sister. And I'm like, mm, uh, what? what? I'm like, no, your eyes are gray and you have sharp teeth. Yeah. And you have eight nipples. But like, there are many reasons Todd. to not want to have sex with Ginger that have nothing to do with her younger sister. Yeah. yeah. But I'm not going to use the nipples against her. Because <laughs> who knows what that's like. And I, who, But I know I want to know. I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger from Total Recall has got the closest to that. He sure. does. Three three full boobs. Oh, and then her sharp teeth. She's going to try to go down on me with like razor sharp teeth. No, that's a, no. that is a no, red penis flag. No, thank you. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Meanwhile, Bridget arrives at the party and is about to get out and go find Ginger. And this is where her mom is like, hey, I can't lose you. Don't worry about it. Uh, get your sister and then we'll go home, turn on the gas in the house and light a match. I've already murdered your father. We have to burn yeah. the house down because that's how we hide the bodies. Yeah, we never see the dead again. Yeah, I think they inspired the mom to kill. And like that's a weird <laughs> turn of events, but also I'm here for that movie. Yeah, so... <laughs> Bridget gets there. She confronts Ginger. She ends up cutting her wrist and cutting Ginger's wrist to mix their blood together, which then has infected Bridget. Yeah. Like she is going to turn for sure. Yeah, she's going to turn. They sneak out the back. Sam gets Ginger with the shovel. So she's unconscious. They load her into his van. I did love the sound of him hitting her with the shovel because it sounds a lot like Insidious 2 with the teapot. Bonk. I love yes. it so much. I don't know why that sound makes me laugh every time, but I love it. Yep. We cut to the house where they park in the garage, but literally no sooner have they gotten there that Ginger escapes, knocking Sam feet into the air yeah. away from the truck. Well, she's got superhuman's werewolf strength or whatever. Well, she changes in the van. Yeah, she yeah. does. She's a full werewolf now. Yeah. Uh, she's a werewoman, Mikey. A werewoman. <laughs> yes. She's completed the change. Yes. Um. So <laughs> she's loose in the house. She's ready for the debutante ball. She is ready for the debutante <laughs> ball. Bridget is like, hey, there's monk's hood here. We can make the cure. But that's the thing. They have to like make the cure yeah so they're like huddled in the pantry with like lighters trying to like make the cure with a syringe and he for some reason convinces her to let him go out there with a syringe this plan was flawed from the beginning i don't know why I, well i think the plan was for him to go out there hide and for her to call her sister ginger into the kitchen and then he would stab her with the, the syringe like on paper i get it still a terrible plan because she's right. already in the kitchen like you yeah. can't you don't have time to hide which she points out when she drags him out of the pantry and almost murders him right here 
Well, I can't yeah. believe the high school dropout you know, who hits on dropout, girls, like young girls, hits yeah. on underage girl drug dealer has a bad plan. Well, wow, he does. So surprising. Poor man's Ryder Strong coming in with the bad plan. <laughs> <laughs> Bobo Ryder Strong, yeah. If this is Jurassic Park, her sister is the Raptors, and this is their kitchen, and so yes. like this is yes. not good. Immediately, the second he opens that door, she drags him out and kills him. Or, or almost kills him. He's not dead yet. Uh, meanwhile, Bridget follows her out and she follows the trail of blood down into the basement. Now, this is like six bodies worth of blood. It <laughs> like, is. Yeah. It's so much blood. It's a lot. But she drops the syringe under the stairs. But here's Sam. She sees him at the end of the hallway. He's bloody but still alive. And her sister's at the end of the hallway fully wolfed out. So she crawls towards Sam, who is clearly dying, and drinks his blood off the floor. Which is weird. Why would she do that? It was like, hey, look, I'm like you. Don't kill me. And then she like throws up the blood because she's not fully a werewolf. Yeah, she's like, "I I, I can't. I can't do it. Yeah. And so she backs up. Her sister bites Sam. Sam dies. Oh, he's dead. Poor Sam. But also he was hitting on high school girls. So yeah. like maybe not a total loss. Right. The, the bite, the hand that. Don't bite the hand that fucks you. Yeah. No, Mikey, I understand yeah. where you're going. I just don't love it. Right. <laughs> but yeah, Sam uh, is not uh, a good dude, although he's positioned as a good dude no! in this movie. And that's weird to me. Yeah, it's weird. Like if high school girls came up to me and were like, my friend got bit and she's turned into a werewolf and all this stuff, I'd be like, okay. And then I would go call the police on them immediately. Yeah. Because not going to get me. <laughs> Come back to my house and help me cure my sister for werewolfism. Nope. nope. That is likely <laughs> not going to happen, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Lichen, nope. Yeah. Anyway, so she runs back down the hallway. She finds the syringe. She crawls through one of the walls into their bedroom. Yeah where she also retrieves the knife that she hid earlier. And she basically says, I'm not dying in this room with you, where this kind of is the reversal of their pact from the beginning. And Ginger basically lunges at her. She stabs her. Yeah. She pushes her off. And we get kind of a shot of all the pictures they took. And she still has the syringe. It's very kind of sad. It is really sad. Yeah. And then she lays down with Ginger as she dies. As she takes her literal last breath. Yeah. Yes. So was it a silver knife or just these werewolves can just be killed? No, the silver is not a part of it. Yeah. These werewolves can just be killed. And And that's that's the the movie. So having seen the movie, having talked about the movie, what did you guys think about Ginger Snaps? I had fun. I understand why people like it. I do also understand that it's not for me as like a male of this time. Like it it was made for women and I get that. And I understand why a lot of women like this movie. I didn't love it. I'd be fine to never watch it again. But I honestly would watch the prequel and sequel to this just to see where the fuck it goes. Yeah, I would say I prefer Jennifer's body. Like if I'm going to pick one of the two, I'm picking Jennifer's body because I legitimately love Jennifer's body. And it might be because that's the one I saw first. That's fair. Not sure. I mean, Jennifer's body comes after this. And I'm not saying that Diablo Cody. It was an inspiration. I actually. Yeah, I don't think she ripped this off. Like it's different enough. It just plays on similar themes, which I think Jennifer's body is wholesale a better movie. But I will say. I'm not really the person who you want to take that advice from because neither of those movies are written for a male, right? No, but I I did look up some interviews with Diablo Cody after this and she does reference Ginger Snaps as being an inspiration for Jennifer's body, which makes sense. There are a lot of similarities. Absolutely. Well, Paige, do you have some fun facts for us? I do. Well, here it is with your fun facts. 
Ginger, fun fun fact, period, fun fact. (laughs) So casting for this movie actually took a long time. They searched for about six months to find the right actresses for Ginger and Bridget. And they didn't have a lot of luck until one day where they actually auditioned both Catherine Isabel, who plays Ginger, and Emily Perkins, who played Bridget, literally the same day. They came into the same audition and landed both roles. And they're both great in this movie. Like, they're very good. They are both great in this movie. Yeah. I understand why they've gone on to do a lot after this. And honestly, mm-hmm. a lot of people from this movie have. Yeah. But even weirder, they were also born in the same hospital, went to the same preschool and same elementary school what? and high school, what? worked through the same talent agency, and both have gone on to guest star on the show Supernatural. That's amazing. <laughs> now, they are four years apart. Um, Emily Perkins, who plays Bridget, is actually four years older than Catherine Isabel, who plays Ginger. Wow. Okay. I would have guessed the other way, but okay. Well, I think that's why Bridget is always in baggy clothes. Yeah. To be honest with you, I think they're kind of hiding it. They're trying to hide her figure, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I get that. Um, The director, John Fawcett, actually refused to have CGI effects in the film, opting for all of the effects to be done with prosthetics, makeup, and practical effects. Um, however, that created some problems. Uh, number one, most of their day scenes had to be scheduled to be shot at night, in part to hide some of the monster, yeah. but also just the way that they scheduled the shooting. So they brought in a giant light to flood the locations with light so it would appear to be day on film. And I'm going to say that this is the best version of this because we've seen a lot of films try to do this unsuccessfully. Agree. I didn't notice in this movie, to be honest with you. I'm super relieved they did practical effects because if they had done CGI effects, low budget, early 2000 CGI effects, it would not have held up very well at all. And Mm -hmm. I feel like the practical effects where they are not amazing, they're very passable. Like it did not bother me at all. No, not at all. Now, part of that is probably because that monster makeup would have taken three to seven hours to apply and an additional 45 minutes to remove every day after shooting. Oh, wow. It occasionally would require borax and household detergent to remove parts of the prosthetics, namely to remove blood from them so that they could be applied again the next day. Oh, wow. Okay. Also... Uh, In certain scenes, she's wearing contacts that hindered her vision. So in some scenes, Catherine Isabel just can't fucking see in this movie. I didn't notice that at all, though. Like, she does a great job. Yep. Uh, And when they fitted her with the new teeth, she couldn't speak without a lisp. So I noticed that a little bit. Yeah, I noticed it, too. The worst thing, though, was the full facial prosthetic for the end of the movie when she's at the party which gave her a runny nose the entire time she was wearing it. Oh, no. So that they would just kind of shove pieces of Q-tips up in her nose so it wouldn't run during scenes. Oh. Or just constantly be, like, wiping it away. Yeah, she's a trooper, man. Good for her. Like, yeah, that's amazing. for sure. Due to the fact that this came out literally months after the Columbine Massacre, it was actually banned in some places where it could mm. not be shown. Yeah. Um, but it also gets a higher rating because of teenagers and violence situations which brings me to how this movie got popular in the u.s so despite having some success overseas uh ginger snaps didn't really get noticed in the usa until it was purchased by a kind of smaller network at the time hbo so hbo started airing it constantly in the early 2000s yeah and that's where it picks up interest so most of the people who saw this 
in the early 2000s saw it on HBO. That's where I saw it. That's where <laughs> I saw it. I didn't have HBO until like recently. So like I did not see it. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, that's what got me through puberty. <laughs> <laughs> Home beat off. Is that what HBO stands for? Uh, I pretty much at one point, I think when I was 15, that little noise that psh, the, the TV turning on noise before HBO it automatically turned like, you on. I was Pavlov's dog about that. (laughs) Well, maybe even more so if the role of Ginger had gone to the woman that they originally offered it to, Natasha Leone. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Now, there is also an uncredited cameo in this film, uh, and it is the voice of the school's PA system, which is voiced by an uncredited Lucy Lawless. No And she actually pages... Samuel and Theodore Ramey, referencing Sam and Ted Ramey. And those are your fun facts. Well, thank you for those fun facts. Let's talk a little box office. So what do you think the budget for this movie was? I want to say Canada gave him some money, some Canada money, which is like two thirds our money or like, uh, you know, uh, let's say a million dollars. Okay. American. What do you think? I'm going to say two million. Okay. The budget for this movie was $4.5 million. Okay. Okay. But I can see that with the practical effects. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 And it came out at least in the States, May 11th of 2001. And it was 30 seconds in the box office that week. It was beat by The Mummy Returns. A Knight's Tale, Bridget Jones' Diary, Along Came a Spider, and Driven, and then there were like 27 other movies, and then Ginger Snaps, but it was only in 72 theaters in the U.S. Like, Yeah, that was my next question, is like, how many theaters was it actually yeah. in? And immediately the next week, it went from 72 to 3, and then the next weekend, it was 1, and then 1. So it was not in theaters very long, like, you were lucky if you got to see this in the theaters, but it only made $129,000 in its opening weekend, and its total box office run worldwide was $572,000. So it lost money in its box office performance. Although mm-hmm. HBO paid something for it, it did pretty well in the home market as well. So I bet it made money. It just didn't make it in the traditional box office sense. Yeah, I'm sure it's made its money back at this point. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I mean, they made two sequel, or a sequel and a prequel, so it has to have made money or they would not have done that. Yeah. Same actresses, I think, on both movies. It is. I looked that up. It definitely is. Scary Scale. Scary Scale is their scale of 1 to 10 of how scary we found the film today. One example is a Ghostbuster. 10 examples Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Page. I'm actually going to give this a 2. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to give it a 3 because it was like, there were some tense moments, although those were few and far between. It was mainly the body horror and like all the, the vomiting got to me. For me, it was the way they shot the practical yeah. wolf. Like, they didn't show a lot of it, which actually was pretty effective. Yeah. I... Like them both, but I did not get scared, so I'll give it a one. All right. This week, the listeners made us watch Ginger Snaps. And next week, as we continue Listener Request Redemption Month, the second place winner, and of course, we're going to end up doing the top three, but the second place winner that we'll be doing next week is Ouija Origin of Evil. So your homework for next week is to get wine drunk, play with a possibly satanic toy, and watch Ouija Origin of Evil. So, guys, if you like this show but want to hear this power thruple on another movie review show about romance and romantic comedies, check out Romancing the Pod, where Mikey, Paige, and I break down and make fun of romantic movies. It's a lot of fun, guys. Check it out. If you want to follow us on social, please do. We are at Horror Virgin or online at HorrorVirgin.com. If you want to follow us all individually, you can do that as well. Paige is at Paige Wesley on Twitter or Rampage Wesley everywhere else, including 
TikTok. Mikey is at M Randolph 24 and I am at Todd J Awesome. If you like the show so much and you want to help financially support it, please do by going to patreon.com slash horror virgin where you can get a lot of great levels and a lot of great stuff like bonus episodes, director's cut episodes where they're a little bit longer and you get them actually a day earlier mm-hmm, than the mm-hmm. regular feed drop. We do a lot of great things like listener requests and stuff like that. So guys, check out yeah. the Patreon and help support the show. If you want to financially support me but not Todd, just look me up on Venmo. Or his OnlyFans, which really should just be called Only Feet <laughs> because that's what you get. But guys... <laughs> But it's just because I don't know how to work my camera phone. <laughs> he doesn't know how to hit the front-facing camera button, so it's always just a picture of his feet. Anyway, guys, if you can't financially support the show, that's understandable, that's fine, but if you want to hang out with us on the daily, join the Facebook group uh, at facebook.com slash group slash horrorvirgin. We also link it like once a week, so just find it there and join the awesome Facebook group. We're closing in on 1,600 members. It's amazing. You guys are awesome. And literally, we're in there talking every day. It's awesome. And guys, we got a P.O. box. So if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box, it's actually not a P.O. box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. And if you want to check out our Twitch stream, we're at twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, where we will be playing horror video games. So if you have always wondered what it would be like to watch me get scared, you can now do that on Twitch while I play these horror games. It's twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, guys. Check it out. It's a lot of fun for you. Not a lot of fun for me. This episode was brought to you by Nick B. Nick B, fun fact. Oh, yeah? He turned into a fucking werewolf. I knew it. I knew he was finally going to get his period. I knew it this whole time. <laughs> well, um, I guess congratulations on finally hitting puberty, Nick B. And uh, good luck as your uh, life as I'm going to assume you look a lot like Teen Wolf's dad. But I'm just saying that. I don't know for sure. This episode also brought to you by Tia. And Tia's teenager is driving her crazy. So how is Tia's teenager driving her crazy this week? She murdered one of her classmates and then buried her in the shed. <laughs> <laughs> and her mom thought it was all for just some elaborate photography yeah, joke she was or like, whatever. These are Halloween decorations. No, they're actual <laughs> fingers. Yeah, those are not fingerling potatoes. They're, <laughs> they're fingers. They're fingerling her potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> this episode also brought to you by the number Jeff. And Jeff wants you to check out his podcast, Kissing Jessica Jones, where each week they break down an episode of the Jessica Jones Netflix TV show and the Agent Carter TV show. So check out Kissing Jessica Jones Ooh. on any of your favorite podcasts apps uh okay and this episode is also brought to you by jonathan and jonathan wants us to watch some creepy spider videos so oh, we are going to do that it. right now oh, this no. one is just called spider in ear oh no oh, oh. This is my fear this is my fear oh. Oh, hi little guy oh i can't look right at it it's one of those cute ones, but I'm just like, I don't care. Please, no, please, please, never let this I happen. I seriously to can't me. even look at it. Oh God! It no, like, no, it, it it does look honestly pretty nice. Like it looks like a spider you'd want to have a beer with, but like get out of the ear, you freak. I also like that it's coming out on its own. That's great. Because my fear is that a spider's going to be like, no, I like it. And I'm going to lay eggs here and live here forever. Yeah, that's that's what you don't want. I can't watch this anymore. Oh, my God. Kill it. 
kill it with fire. Um, okay. So thank you, Jonathan, for that creepy spider video, and I hate it. We now return you to another episode of uh, the, the Patreonicals. It's New Year's. It is. So we're going to do a special New Year's episode. Technically, if you're a Patreon member, this comes out New Year's Day. Yeah. Wait, no. The day after New Year's Day. It comes out the second. I'm an idiot. Sorry. Yeah, well, like, like, they, like, like they're smarter or whatever. Sorry. <laughs> Are you making fun of our patrons? 100%. Uh, so New Year's Eve, it's all, you know, there's not a creature stirring, but everyone on the Patreonicals, all in, in a mouse. So literally, it is just every member of the Patreonicals and a mouse that are stirring. <laughs> the clock strikes midnight, and then Isaac bites through a table because he's still trying to not eat people, and usually he celebrates by eating people, so he bites through a table because he's, like, real frustrated. He's got real strong jaws to be able to do that. Yeah, he bites all the way through. Oh, wow, okay. And it was, like, oak. <laughs> As we all know, that is the most sturdiest of woods. Uh-huh. Eddie <laughs> and Sasha right. are very close, and they're an embrace, uh-huh. circled by manatees dancing. As they kiss at midnight. <laughs> I love it. Are, wait, the manatees kiss at midnight or Sasha? Sasha and, and Eddie. Oh, that makes sense. But the yeah. manatees, the, they're on top of manatees with manatees dancing around them in the ocean. They're just like swimming around and they're standing uh-huh. on them, circling each other. I love yeah, this. Like, this is a great shot. Cinematically, yeah. I'd love to shoot this. Uh-huh. It's like, like Little Mermaid or something. Someone get me three trained manatees. No, you're going to need much more. In my mind, this is like 15 manatees. Oh, so they're only they're standing on two, and the other ones are just like dancing like uh, synchronized swimmers? Uh-huh. I yeah, love it. Yeah, you got it. I love uh-huh. it so much, yes. We might need CGI to shoot this. <laughs> yes, yeah, probably. Yeah. But like, I don't like that. I like practicals. So, like, let's go kidnap some manatees. <laughs> kidnap and train manatees. I got the first half. I don't know about the, the training. Um, Kate <laughs> is, she put the, she is on top. Uh, she's in New York. She is actually, they paid her to move the ball telekinetic wise. <laughs> so they've been doing it mechanically for decades, but they were like, you know, it would be fun this year to have someone telekinetically drop the ball. Well, they wanted her there to protect things just in case because of, you know, the moon exploded and everybody's right. really scared. Yeah. Yeah. Tides are going crazy. It's just, it's a weird time. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. That'll be into the next episode. <laughs> I, I love how you get credit for making up everything, but I really feed you a lot of shit. Sure. I mean, I don't <laughs> feel like I deserve credit. <laughs> <laughs> Domasaurus and Karoon. Are they still protecting their egg? Yeah. They they kiss at the same time at midnight. Aw. So they like sandwich kiss the egg? Uh-huh. It's the cutest thing ever. A little T-Rex humanoid person. And then a guy mm-hmm. kissing an egg. I love it. Oh, yeah. Amy uh, is building a new space station. Well, she is a scientist, right? Yeah. With Scott and Wes. Yeah. Uh, they've built a new space station and they celebrated out there. Uh, they're trying to turn Scott and Dreskel into real people again. And it's uh, they ha- they've taken the research to space. Okay. All right. So they just need zero gravity to be able to pull it off is what you're saying. i not really sure the specifics of that. <laughs> Fair enough. But uh, Danielle uh, and Aaron uh, escaped from, they, they turned back good. Oh, really? And they, they came to the space station uh, to, to talk to Amy beca- because they don't really know what to do with their people exploded. Uh, the mon, the mon, they're, they're, they're monsters. They feel like monsters. Oh, yeah, no. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. I see and what so, you did there. Uh, but they know that the Illuminati's plans are again to unleash the Sunny D virus and destroy the world again. Right. It's almost like they can't think up anything new. Yeah. Where uh, <laughs> back at the Illuminati headquarters <laughs> and Antarctica, most evil Matthew makes 
his girlfriend Kaylee kiss Dreskel the Chip Chippendale instead of him at midnight just to fuck with them. That's weird. That's a weird power play right there. Yeah. And then, in fact, he brings his new enforcer, Joey, out. <gasps> Evil mm-hmm. Joey? Evil Joey. Oh, my God. Who is really ripped? Buff. Yeah, yeah. I love it. All right. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then he inappropriately slaps joey on the butt well i mean he is the most evil of matthews i mean it could have been worse honestly mm-hmm. he's, he's even in an evil employer <laughs> he has a aggressive work environment in the illuminati they don't have hr yeah honestly that's probably for the best because hr is just there to protect the company so they would be just the militant arm of evil matthew yeah so yeah it makes sense yeah checks out uh and that's their new year's all right well I guess we'll find out what happens in the new year on the next episode of uh, The, the Patreonicals. That's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your horror virgin, Todd. Keep it oogie spooky. Yeah. Have a great week. Bye.